time by the studio clock is 1948 okay and this is the one with neil yes so neil cheers cheers oh <laughs> oh you need now <laughs> so my question to you in this moment is how is it going <laughs> oh thank you it is for such a open ended big question <laughs> 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 oh man there's like a hundred of angles or thoughts i can go down right this moment yep. i'm i'm very happy i'm happy to be with you all i'm happy because i had a great couple of days back in goa where i'm just fully connected with myself reading lots of books listening to lots of podcasts writing a lot um where i'm at i mean i first thought oh, i'll always go with the spiritual side i just we just came back from those 10 days in govardhan eco village um where we radhana swami is there govardhan eco village is in goa no no govardhan eco village is in north of mumbai 3 hours 2 okay. hours agmara okay. shah and it's a gorgeous place that's like a mini vrindavan beautiful potent spiritual energy there all under radhana swami's kind of like vision that he had for this place and we just did this 10 day um keep the wisdom training retreat there um avantik and i went nail was not in that training but he was just there with his mom and his mom who just kind of visiting okay so you were there for 3 days with 10 days 10 days yeah and you were back like uh, no we got back like it it mean now it's been a few weeks but that still is put, like it's still like the hangover is still there mm. so i and we had done that italy trip uh, in the summer where we were with the same group mm. in italy in an ashram there doing 10 10 days of like intense more kirtan study of gita study of bhagavatam barara so where i'm at right now is that when i leave these kind of retreats i'm deeper and deeper connected to this krishna conscious path and it's like i would make these intentions that when i come back into like the world like how am i going to make this a part of my life on a regular right. basis and i do through the podcast through reading in the morning through um through i go to this temple there's a beautiful temple next to my house i go in the mornings in the forest but i still feel like i'm not like i still feel like i'm not fully uh, i'm setting boundaries i'm not fully, like there's a part of me that's making myself wrong i guess so so when you were there uh, for 10 days mm-hmm. uh Were you were you experiencing boundaries like you are experiencing them right now? Boundaries in the sense of it's it's retreat. I'm a retreat junkie, and I realized why. And I even and I would say retreats would also be like tatva and and anything like that because I I've understood it. For me, if I have single focus where I have to wake up and just immerse myself in a particular environment, and I'm with kind of wholesome, good, wholesome in the sense of like good-hearted, beautiful people. I'm I'm in heaven. Right. I'm in heaven. And right. the second you take me out of that and I have unlimited options to do things or not do and things. And to decide from your own perspective. Yeah, and I'm I feel two parts two parts of me start to get shifty. One is that my mind immediately wants to go to things that are probably not the healthiest for my growth, which could be like binge watching some TV or just smoking or drinking or doing something that it's fine i'm not wrong about drinking or smoking but it's about like choosing that over something else right. at a time when i could choose something else and the second thing is there's a part of me that feels like i i'm missing community i'm missing um like whether it's our tatva community or whether it's this uh, bhakti community i'm missing immersing myself in that community so i feel like i'm 75% there or 80% but there's like this 20% that is the game changer that mm-hmm. i'm still 
not taking those efforts. So this morning's walk was something I was really proud of because this is something I would have done pre-marriage. Wake up, just go on an adventure, and then just enjoy it and just be with myself and fully, fully connected and have a little bit of fear. Okay, how's this gonna go? A little bit of like excitement, a little bit of like just uh, c- coming back to myself in a way. So I'm looking for more of that. Correct. So, so uh, just um, uh, carrying forward from there. So, let's say today morning you woke up and you decided to go for a walk, or did you plan it in advance? I planned it. I planned it a few days ago. And few I was, days ago. And so, I kept talking. About so, let's it. talk about the process. So, how 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 much uh, like effort it takes for oneself? Mm-hmm. And I'm generalizing based on your example. Let's say how much process, uh, how, how much time does the process take? for one to spend time with oneself? Mm, that's a good question. So, what I understood for me is that when I make a commitment to, for something like, let's say for this, so a couple days ago I said, you know what, I'm only here for a few days, I'm leaving again for two weeks, and I really want to do this, and I really want to do this alone. So, it sounds so simple, I'm just, I just need to get to this right, place more right. by 7 a.m. at the latest, and I, then I'm, I'm sorted. But what's amazing what happens is that friends have come into town. Last night, uh, Avantika went to go meet her friends, and I was like, I can't drink tonight, so or too much, or whatever it might be. But I knew my neighbor was there, and I wanted to go meet him, and I knew if I met him, we would have lots of drinks, and I would have been hungover this morning. So so you consciously chose to avoid that plan? Exactly. So I, I recognize that so many things, even when I made a commitment, it's like the universe keeps throwing different things inside to say that, it's okay, and I, I wasn't like I had a commitment to anybody. I, I just nobody was waiting for me over there. I just had to get up and go. Yeah, commitment to yourself. Yeah, the commitment was to myself. So it was about. So I understood that right. Like that, the biggest win was when I got there at seven a.m. this morning because that's when I realized that I was able to like withstand all of that. But for me to do that, I needed to be very, very focused and very clear that nothing is going to get in the way of this. And once I made that commitment, then. So, h- how far uh, was the beach from your place? It was only 20-something minutes and I didn't drive because I wanted to get near the car. So, I just took it. I just called the taxi guy and he picked me up in the morning and he took me there and dropped me off. So, did like you book an Uber like three days in advance? No, no, no. There's no Ubers here. Okay. <laughs> but to get even a taxi is kind of a pain in Goa. So, sometimes, they, especially so early in the morning, sometimes they don't come. But I have a guy and I said that no matter what, send this taxi at 6.30 a.m. I will be there. So he, he did that. But I booked it the night before, or the day before. Mm. But even on my to-do list for two or three days, it was there. Mm. And then I had to like, I wanted to also listen to a book that was very uh, important to me, like that I can immerse myself into. So I finished the uh, three body problem and I was, I've read Sapiens already, mm-hmm. but I wanted to listen to Sapiens on the walk. So I listened to Sapiens, you know Sapiens, right? Yes, and so you wanted, all know Harari. Yeah, so I wanted to, if I'm going to do this walk, I can easily do it without any sort of noise. But I, I'm a person, I don't mind it. Uh, I, I can enjoy everything and kind of I want to learn and immerse myself also in the the, the learning of whatever is coming into me a year so I, I was okay with that and that was cool so this is great so uh, from my perspective I mean multiple tabs are opened like the topics I want to discuss with you but let's talk about sapiens yeah, okay so I like from the pictures that I've seen of your morning walk I see that that place was very isolated and yeah. I even think like one can experience like they're the only person on earth mm. <laughs> while going on that walk 
and you were listening to sapiens which talks about human history yes and in my mind i have this concept called that everything is a synonym of everything else mm-hmm. so what what that basically implies is that when we are saying i there is an entity which is referring to itself as i and we have to trust that truth mm-hmm. because the i is saying it right and the synonym of i becomes we yes. when we are talking about the collective yes. the community and so on and so forth mm-hmm. so when you were walking alone on that beach mm-hmm. listening to yuval noah's harari's voice mm-hmm. talking about the history of mankind mm-hmm. i want to talk about what is that quest mm-hmm. when you are with yourself that you want to address the grand questions yeah. let's say that probably the author is trying to address you know i think um so one of the the key themes that keeps coming in into um into sapiens is that there's a there is like these myths and these kind of controlling of communities to be basically so when it was hunter gatherers they were kind of going but the second it became more cognitive to control people mm. certain things got put in place the concept of a nuclear family the concept of certain religions the concept of um even power and hierarchy and all of these things so i like to go deeper and this is what osho did this does for me as well is like he dispels so um and sapiens what he's the author is doing is just identifying them and showing them that this is shaped a lot of mankind over the right, the, right. The, the thousands and thousands of years but would also if i can connect that with osho as well he dispels a lot of those myths saying that he identifies them and dispels them and i feel like when i'm on those journeys and you should listen to a lot of osho and read a lot of osho i would recognize that like i'm i need to reconnect with my core empowered being and and not get too caught up with the kind of societal fabric that has been created as well right so so why uh, why this need to um I mean why is there like I also identify with that need to identify the grandest visions of humanity as a whole yes right yes. so why do people like let's say osho who are mm-hmm. dispelling those myths yeah. i mean are we as people seeking people who are dispelling our myths by design or are we saying that you get my question get right your question I'm seeking people that are looking beyond the norm. And and I and I, I seek people who are living beyond the norm even now. Like who are at least open to the idea that the way that we've kind of are in society are is not is not necessarily the only way. And mm. and that it's okay to start exploring avenues and paths that are beyond the traditional kind of way that people are supposedly meant to live and i feel like that's what got me to india i feel like that's got me in my career that feels like so when i'm losing connection with that part of me then i feel like i'm losing me in the process so mm. I, when i go on these walks whether it's mm. a 3 hour walk or it's like a 10 day retreat mm. i'm trying to come back to self and then when i'm back to self, and so i'm not leaning on osho or leaning on you know um Narari. yeah like i'm not leaning on them to tell me how to live i'm leaning on them to remind me how to live and mm. remind me that i can i i'm i i have a i have a choice mm. 
mm. because I'm a, I've realized mm. one thing that I'm very codependent in the sense of like this codependency. I, I people please. I, I need to not let people down. I need to do all these things. There's a part of me that's very uncomfortable with not being liked or appreciated and all these things. Achha, okay. Yeah, so I did not know that. Oh, it's a bad, <laughs> bad, uh, bad as in it's a part of me that's not... And it's becoming more and more clear as I go on in life, realizing how much of this part of me is holding me back from being like really having agency of my life in a way and, and feeling truly fulfilled because I'm constantly like looking how I can make sure that I am connecting with people in a particular way or making them like me or whatever. Mm -hmm. So all of this is exhausting. Mm -hmm. All of this is kind of debilitating. And that's your probably default process that you're realizing right now or like that's an acquired learning in a way? Or it's, it's part default. Yeah, as the more I learn when about I astrology, default, I mean genetic in yeah. a way. I would say it's like when I read my astrological charts and I learn, I study all this stuff. It's part of my nature, but it's also a learned way as well because it was enhanced by in my home. My brother was not the most. He was a rebel for a long time. Now he's not, but he was. So it was like one son has to be like the good son, and one son has to be like the upstanding one for the community of my family. So it's it learned, and then also being Indian in a very white place, um, you know, you're already at like down here compared to everyone else. So that, correct, how correct, do correct. I be somebody who's interesting or cool or appreciated so they don't just make fun of me for being like brown or something like that? So it was all of it's learned and part of my inherent nature. Mm -hmm, Cool. <laughs> so this was the one with Neil. <laughs> what is this? You do this with people? This was the first. What? Yes. Thank you, Neil. Thank you, Shitish. I uh, appreciate it, I think. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs>